0: Hi, this is Michelle with Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up, and today I have a friend of mine on the call with me, Rosalie Coffin. I used to live in her neighborhood, and one day she dropped off this beautiful song, this CD for me to listen to, and it was just amazing, amazing, her voice, the words, the lyrics, and um, she actually shared that in our private Facebook group today. Moms, or, yeah, moms letting go. She didn't share it today, but last week. And I asked her, "Will you come on the call and talk to our moms about this song?" Because um, anyway, welcome, Rosalie. Thank you for being on our call with us today. How's it going? Hi,
1: Michelle. It's going well. Thank you. <laughs>
0: Oh, it's just great to connect. It's just always sad when it's four um, to talk about our addicted loved ones or um, the things that we create because of the difficulty in our lives that we've had with them. But um, you created this song or wrote this song. How many years ago did you do this?
1: Well, I had a copyright uh did the copyrights in two thousand and ten, I believe. Um, so it's been a while, and uh recorded it at a at a professional studio in two thousand and eleven. The version I shared with the Mom's Letting Go was actually kind of a home recording and um Wow it's, uh, Yeah, it's the version that my son likes the best, and so I shared that. But the professional recording was done in 2011.
0: So that you know, because I, I guess I listened to it in the group. And how do you do that as a home recording? Because it really sounds professional. Did the did the professional recording in 2011 sound better or just different?
1: I actually like the home one better. <laughs> Um, yeah, I I guess. uh, Yeah. So the professional one, it's, it's done well, I have to say it's done well. It doesn't have as much emotion or feeling for me, I guess, because the first one really was coming just from so deep in my heart and soul. The second one was done so that we could make a lot of CDs and give them away. I've used these predominantly in jail and prison ministries for parents of of men and women in jail or prison. Um, I've sang it hundreds of time in, times in jails. Um, and also very often I've traveled to churches in Indiana and in Texas, which is where the two jail ministries, prison ministries were active at that I was uh, going through. So I've used it in churches as well. Um, and I just sing it there, sometimes with music and sometimes just a cappella. Um, so, wow. yeah, the, the but the recording that I made so that I could give away, it's it, I do have copyrights to it, but I've never sold it um, because I just want people to have it. My brother drives semi, and he used to take these with him out on truck. And when he would be in a truck stop and there'd be someone that was having a rough day, or just you know people that he saw that needed them, he would hand them out in truck stops, even so wow, <laughs> whoever needed wow. them, yeah, it's just kind of been given to given as a gift, uh maybe a gift of hope, I guess um, a gift of
0: hope, oh, I love that and because that's what we call ourselves our chief hope builders over here. <laughs> and we try to i try to bring mom's hope and so i call myself the chief hope builder um and so how therapeutic was this for you to write this
1: oh very i i would say very it started um when my son was arrested for the first time and we knew something was wrong we Figured that it was drugs, but truly up until that time, we didn't know how involved he was in all of this. We were very naive. Our son had been seeing doctors for many years since he was little. He had some seizures when he was young, um, created some learning disabilities and some issues with his brain of things kind of cross-firing that created a lot of frustration within him. So we spent years in, in special education Um, he also spent years in therapy for anger management because of the frustration that his disabilities caused. So as these started to escalate when he was in high school, um, we just went for more treatment. We had him hospitalized. um, But we did not know that he was actually using, actively using And no doctor that we had taken him to informed us of that. So if they found it in any of his blood draws, nobody ever told us, even though he was a minor. So we were still basing everything on the fact that he has disabilities um, that cause frustration and anger. And that's where this was going on. And when he was hospitalized, they also diagnosed him as bipolar. Um, And I'm not sure that that's accurate diagnosis because he was also using and oh so, yeah so often
0: yeah they confuse yeah. that sometimes it takes time for them to be off the drug for them to actually know you know what the yes. true diagnosis is how how long exactly. did it take you to write write the whole song how how long did it take you to write all the lyrics
1: not very long um so after he was arrested Um, I will share with you that praying moms, I I just encourage moms to really pray over their children. I did that for years but it wasn't until I reached a point where I truly could say God, he's yours. When we knew that something terrible was happening with him, we hadn't seen him in weeks, which was very unusual for him. But I just prayed over him that I'm stepping back, Lord, and he's yours, whatever that looks like. And I had to reach a point to where I could accept the fact that my son, that giving him to God, my son may die or be arrested and go to prison. I mean, I had to really stop fighting of, you can have him, Lord, but I want this and this and this. And instead, I had to be.
2: You he's just had to no
1: give
0: it all up.
1: No matter, yeah, he's yours no matter what that looks like. And in, in less than 24 hours, he was arrested and, um, after I did that. And it was the best thing that he could have ever done. He was down to 120 pounds, um, and he wouldn't have lived much longer. So it saved his life. Wow. And it also really gave him time to be introduced to Jesus. And so it was a a really Mm. good thing. So the song started with the first time that I saw him after he was arrested. Still very high on meth. And I was uh, visiting him through a glass window. So his, our first visit was through a glass window. And when I, they took me to this room and they sat me down and, and brought him out. And when I saw him, Michelle, the, only thing that I could, and I might get emotional through this because it's still very emotional. Um, The only thing that I could see was fear, just absolute terror etched in every line of his face, his eyes. I know he was still high, but he was just wild with fear. And we put our hands up to, to the glass and he was just begging me, Mom, come get me. Please get me out of here and just crying and begging. Oh, I was man. <laughs> shattering. But I could not get him out. I could not because I knew if I did, he would die. I had to leave him in jail. And so we did not bail him out. We left him there and it was the best thing that we ever could have done. They kept him on suicide watch for a couple of weeks until he started really coming off of the map and becoming more rational, and then um, our visits really started then. But the first line of the song is, um, I sit here in the dark and pray. The fear is etched upon my face. I bow my head. My soul aches. And that's exactly what I saw. So when I went home from that Mm. visit, I jotted down notes to myself, just kind of writing to myself at my desk just uh praying and, and writing as Lord there's just fear is etched in his face, Father. Just be with him and and help him know that you're there because he is just aching. And um so that was my note to myself and that's where the first part of the song came. The other parts came from when I would go and visit him or talk to him on the phone or read his letters to me. There would always be something in there that just tore at my heart. And I would write down little notes to myself that these are the things that I want to pray about. And eventually, all those scrap pieces of notes that I just kept piling in a drawer, I took them out and I started looking at them and I started arranging them. And they became a poem. How,
0: how much longer after um, you started doing this did you take him out and kind of look at him, would you say? Was he still in jail at the
1: time? Yes, he was. Yes, he was still in jail. Um, and, yeah, he hadn't been sentenced yet. He was still in jail. And um, when I first started this as a poem, now he was actually – um, no, because he heard it when he was in jail. So, yeah, it, it had to have been when he was still in jail. And then when I got the poem together, I read it and I thought, you know, this is what I'm seeing, but I wonder, but this is, but I want this to come from his perspective. What is he feeling? So I sent it to you Anna, and said, this is, this is what I see in you. Is this what you're feeling? And he would come back to me and say, "Yes, this is, but this, you know, it's, but this too, mom, or this is what it is." So, like talking to him about salvation, and and his response was, "My heart," he he said unto you, "I I can't, mom, my heart's completely black. God can't save me," and that's where the second part Uh. of this came from, and um. So can you we can see, you say
0: the second part?
1: Uh, is deep. my heart too black for you to save? Is my sin too deep to wash away? I'm drowning, Lord, in the mess I've made. Oh, gosh. And that's how and he that's felt really when he shared that that's with you. That's how he felt, yeah. That's where he was coming from. And, and
0: and you know, he's a voice for all addicted loved ones who are incarcerated. I mean they all feel that way. Yes. Oh. Yes.
1: And um once we kind of went back and forth on this, um said I want you to sing it to me, Mom. And so I I started rewriting it into a lyric instead of a poem into more of a lyric and i couldn't find a tune a melody would just not come to me and i woke up one, even, one, one night at about 3:30 in the morning
2: Ugh. with
1: this with this melody just this whole song playing in my head the whole song no way and i oh jumped out my. of bed Um, I tell you, this song is just a God song. And um, I jumped out of bed, I went to the kitchen, and I got my BlackBerry. I was using a BlackBerry that long ago, you know? And I recorded this song, (laughs) right? I recorded this song very quietly in the kitchen. And then the next morning, I called my worship pastor and said, I have this song, I need to record it. I need to record it. Can you help me with that? And I went to the church and I sang him this song and he sat there and listened with his head down. And then he turned and looked at me and his eyes kind of, his eyebrows kind of scrunched together and he turned around and this whole song flowed off of his fingers onto the keyboard. I am not kidding you. Just that. Oh, oh
0: I got chills.
2: No way. Oh I goodness. am not
1: kidding. The whole thing. I mean, it took minutes, and this song oh. was done. This song was created, and um,
0: wow, I, yeah,
1: recorded it. You know, there in this little place, in this little office in the church, and and, um, and then had a friend who had um, like a little recording thing in his garage, and that's the song that I played on Mom's Letting Go was just recorded in his garage. Um, okay, and how, yeah, how
0: what like did, how do you how do you do that? Was there like background music or was he playing an instrument or what did you do there how what kind of it technology did piano. you
1: use It was the piano that my worship leader did, so he played the piano okay. and then when you've got recording um, equipment, you can add through your piano you can add violins you can add the back the other background music to make it fuller okay um, but it was so it was me singing and once i sang then i added background me singing backgrounds to it so that got added to the recording and then him singing background to it and that added to the recording as well um so you gotcha. just added in layers, and and that's how it got the background and the rest of the music, other than the piano, to it. So, yeah, it's um, I guess to me the most, and then, I really got a very good opportunity. They were having, they have a good jail ministry at our local jail, and um, they do. We're blessed. They, yeah, yeah, they do. We're blessed. And my the the leader at that time said, "I don't know what to do for Easter. We need music of some kind." And my son pops up and says, "My mom will sing. Can my mom sing? Really, oh, my mom will sing." <laughs> and so he said, "Okay, I'll." I'll and, and he said, "Go ahead and ask her." So he called me and said, "Mom, can you sing at the jail ministry for Easter Sunday?" And I said, wow. "Sure." <laughs>
0: Wow, so that was your first of many.
1: That was my first of many. I became very active in the jail ministry for quite some time after that. Um, But I will say, despite the music, probably the most moving time that I've ever sang this song is in the jail to these inmates with no music. And I will tell you that I went in there And after I'd been going for a while, I went in there and um, they wanted me to sing the song. And I said, well, I didn't bring the lyrics. I I hope I don't forget them. And then one of them handed me the lyrics to this song. They had written it down. And several, there were quite a few of them sitting there with lyrics to this song. And I started singing it and they all started singing it with me. I just had tears. Flowing down my face because this song meant so much to them because that was their story.
0: Wow. And it was oh, so Rosalie, amazing. that's beautiful. That's so beautiful. Now, do you? Uh, side note: I, I've gone in and done some um, resiliency training in Jake for the JCAF students. That's a program okay. we have in our jail here too. Do Have you ever mm-hmm. gone in to sing w- with them or for their program?
1: I have not. I stopped going to jail ministry probably stopped cutting back three years ago or so um, and haven't been for a couple years. I was involved for a while in a women's rehab home here in Warsaw and okay. Um, That was taking my time. And then I got to a point, I have to be honest, about a year ago, I got to a point where I just felt overwhelmed with addiction. I just felt like I needed to step back for a while because I could not deal with the tremendous sorrow of addiction year after year after year after year. Because not only do I deal with it with my son, because an addict is always an addict. And um, it was dealing with these people that were very active in their addiction, trying to get clean. Some of the stories that they would tell is just so gut-wrenching that I just had yeah, to step Yeah, I get act. it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, my it's so just had hard. Many, yeah, he's had many relapses. And when I went to, they, they were giving, the sheriff's office was giving these meetings. Uh, do you remember the meetings in Warsaw that they would meet with the city, anyone yes. who wanted yeah. to come, and talk about the addiction problem, and here's what we're doing about it. And they had this young lady from the Bowen Center speak about addiction. And I tell you, that is after all these years dealing with with our youngest son in active addiction, that is the first time that I really started understanding it. My family yeah. comes from law enforcement and military. My just, husband's just family is law. Li- all-
0: but for the listeners who don't know what Bowen Center is, it is a mental health organization that we have. Yeah. In our city here in northern Indiana. And um, they they were bringing these meetings to the community so people were understanding addiction better because, you know, we're trying to reduce the, the stigma and the shame and they were sharing stories. Um, and that's what Rosalie is talking to. I actually saw her at one of these meetings. And actually, my son was at that meeting with with us during the time, <laughs> um, yeah, which yeah. is ironic because he struggled after that too, but so, so go ahead, so yeah, we were we were really um it was great, it was great to have our community there and and to start to understand it ourselves. I feel like we're always on this journey to understand it, and the better the more we do for moms, and that's why I do what I do is because I want moms to then go out and be strong enough in this that they can share more of what we're learning and they're learning um, to educate others. But if somebody wanted to find your song, like is it at a website or yeah. how do they find the lyrics or how do they get the song?
1: Well, there, um, I used to have a website on GoDaddy. But I no longer have an a- active website there. It's just been really. I just keep buying these songs in bulk and uh, these record the CDs in bulk, and I just keep giving them away. So as I can afford, I'll buy a batch of them, and then I'll give them away and order another batch <laughs> and give them away. Yeah. So really, it's just been me giving so them can out. They, can they send you an can they
0: send you an email for that? Can I are you comfortable leaving your email um in the show notes of this recording?
1: Um no, I don't think so. Uh if they want to get a hold of, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> if they want a um C D though, uh I'm on the Mom's Letting Go group and okay. I can be reached through that. Um okay. I can I can mail them a copy of the C D so um more than happy to do that, I have not downloaded it onto anything on the internet. Um, I probably should <laughs> but i well, if you it. decide if you decide to do
0: that, let us know
1: because I can
0: always keep it at you know in a unit there uh on Facebook, you know where they can just download it for themselves or I can put it at. The website momslettinggo.com dot com, and they can yes. download it from there. But you, I'll just so wait we for you talk to talk about me. that.
1: It might be a better option yeah. for us to do. So let's yeah. talk about that. And if I can download it there, then they can download it from that. So that's not a problem. There are copyrights to it, but I don't mind them downloading um, for their benefit. So that's fine sure. with me. Yeah, that's fine with
0: me. Do you do you want to sing any part of that today? am I putting you on the spot?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm letting my it's dog okay. out. I can I oh, can do a, I can do a little bit of that. Um yeah. Well, we'll go ahead and we can try a little bit of that. I think they've seen heard it on there, but I wasn't prepared well, for Well, a lot so. of people
0: a lot of people that listen to the podcast aren't a lot of people aren't on Facebook. So some people listen to the podcast that aren't connected to that. Okay. So okay. but um So, you know, I've tried to write songs, and I'm really bad at it. I mean really bad at it. It's so funny. We just laugh at my poor lyrics. But was the (laughs) refrain – did the refrain come easier than the other parts of it?
1: Um, No, it all just just came together. This came together so easily that it was just mind-blowing. It's the first song I've ever written. Um, I've written many wow. since. um, I'm in the process of of getting a song recorded for my oldest son um yeah, because you know no, he's not an addict, and he doesn't go through this, but he's a wonderful man and deserves his own song too.
0: so <laughs> I love that, yes, <laughs> so often, so often our healthy children get like. No attention, so good for you. Right, right.
1: that is really true. That's, yeah, <laughs> and that's I've so been great. convicted about that. You know, it's like I because we have spent so much of our time in our life helping our youngest, um, and I just can't say enough about our oldest. And he is really a champion for his brother as well. He wants uh, him to be best. well. Yeah. He's tried so much to to help him and encourage him. Um, but I just wanted to have a song for him too because he's an excellent man and husband and father and um, yeah. So yeah. Wow. <laughs> Trying to make sure that he feels the same love that um, and attention that I give to our youngest. Sometimes that's hard because Absolutely. you get so wrapped up in your addicted child that other children yep. kind of yep. are set aside. So, that's
0: true. Yeah.
1: But well, even being older, they still deserve that. Yes.
0: Yep. I agree. I agree. Yep. Well,
1: okay. Thank
0: you for this interview today and for taking time to do this. Do you want to just sing a little bit before I um, before I stop the recording?
1: Yeah. I'll see if I can go through it. Um. <laughs> Again, or just sing, my just sing the but yeah, I'll go ahead and do that it's it's all right
0: or or just sing the refrain. it's
2: okay, <laughs> okay. I sit here in the dark and pray. the fear is etched upon my face. I bow my head, my soul a is my. Heart too black for you to save Is my sin too deep to wash away I'm drowning, Lord In the mess I've made And I raise my hands And I cry out your name Knowing who I am Can you love me the same Is there more to life or more to me than what I've done and what I've seen? Lord, wash me in the blood. Lord, forgive me. Is there more to life or more to me than what I've done and what I've seen? Lord, wash me in the blood. Lord, forgive me in the Father's love. And I raise my hands and I cry out your name. Knowing who I am, you still loved me the same. Now there's more to life and more to me than what I've done and what I've seen. Lord, you washed me in the blood. Lord, you wrapped me.
0: here like bawling like a baby (laughs) oh thank you so much rosalie kaufman ladies and gentlemen that was just beautiful thank you so much rosalie for sharing your gift with us and our and your hope for all the addicted loved ones and giving them a voice through this song